Welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest and co-founder, Cami. Hey, Cami. Hey, Bryant. I don't know if you can hear that Artemis just chirped behind me. Oh, cool. <laughs> she's, yeah, really happy with she's the sunspot. You know, she's very excited because we're talking specifically about her today. Um, that's right, Mystery, show about myths and history. We pick any kind of random topic from any myth, legend, history. Today, we're, we, we've been enjoying keeping it keeping it Greek, keeping it ancient, keeping it simple. And I do happen to have a cat named Artemis. And while we're not talking about my feline, although she's like perfect, she's a perfect cat. I'll post pictures of her. We are going to talk about the goddess, the one of the original Olympians, OG people. Uh, maybe not as cool as uh, Hermes. You can listen to that episode to find out why he's so cool. But um, a very fun and interesting goddess I have found. Um Cammy has an interesting story, as she always has for our show, and then I will lead a little discussion on her of some fun stuff, facts and trivia, five things you need to know about Artemis now. <laughs> Before you meet Bryant's cat. Yeah. You always need to know all about my cat. But Cammy, uh, why don't you set up your story for us? Okay, awesome. So I used uh, Ovid's Metamorphosis, and the translation was by A.S. Klein. Actaeon, weary from his days of hunting, thought it wise to break from his party and meander through the woods home. And close to the path he took, Diana built her welcoming grove. The valley's dense trees opened to a wooden house with an entrance made of volcanic rock. And there, just outside, was a spring where Diana and her nymphs bathed. And so, on that day, just after the goddess gave her quiver to one of her nymphs, the unsuspecting youth stepped through the threshold into the grove and saw Diana and her followers, bare of chest and glistening in the clear water. And just as he realized what he had come across, the nymphs began to cry out in anger, and Diana herself threw water on the man, not having her arrows near her, her bow unstrung. But her curse shot true, and the man began to grow horns upon his head, and his neck began to grow long, his body now that of a stag. And so he was run out from the place, and not knowing where to go, he headed back to the party of hunters he'd left behind. And as he ran back to find them, his dogs caught scent of a deer and gave chase. Blackfoot and the aptly named Tracker caught his scent first. Then Greedy and Gazelle and Deerslayer close at his heels. Wolf signaled to the hunter that they had prey. And so they called for Acteon to hurry and help take down the stag. The stag turned his head at his own name, but in that moment was his fatal mistake. For when his attention was lost to the other hunters, Black hair and killer and climber sank into his shoulder, the rest of the pack jo joining the downed deer, their master now their prey. And Diana finally, at the end of his life, could then begin to ease her anger. What a nice team to have Tracker. You know what you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Ovid went through all the names of the dogs. I mean, he probably yeah. named like 15 dogs. It was really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I, Artemis is badass, um, very active, very involved, but like, you know, um, Cammy, I don't know how to break it to you. The Greeks didn't have high thoughts about women. Um, really? Oh no! <laughs> uh, in some cases, they weren't even like citizens. They weren't citizens, and or considered like you know people. And so it's refreshing to see Artemis like uh, don't care about that. Um, <laughs> she definitely takes things in her own hands and she happens to be the twin of Apollo or Apollon uh who we we talked about not too long ago and uh twi yeah exact twin 
their mother uh, Leto. Uh, they, they, I think we talked a little bit about their like birth in Apollo's episode. He's okay. He's all right. Listen to Hermes. That was the one we did right before that. That right. was the cool one. That should have been her brother. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she, she, she's the Olympian, an Olympian. One of the, you know, I, I, I kind of realized like she's, yeah, one of the OG Olympians, um, goddess of, of hunting, the wilderness, wild animals, childbirth, and protecting unwed women and girls. This is from one of my favorite sources, theoi.com, T-H-E-O-I.com. And it's really fun to see, um, she, she's no, I mean, tons of stories of, of her that are always fun. Uh, she always likes to transform people into animals for their transgressions. Um, so she likes to hit them hard by like putting them into her domain. Um, she has a lot of these icons, um, a stag, a heron, uh, a chariot that's drawn by does. Um, she, uh, was involved, uh, with the, uh, Trojan war, um, which the Trojans, um, Apollo was praised by the Trojans, so it's it's not surprising that she wasn't into King Agamemnon, who was trying to sack Troy, and he offended Artemis, and she uh, stilled the waters for the, for the the fleet, the Greek fleet coming to Troy, and so uh, Agamemnon what tried was he was forced to sacrifice his own daughter Iphigenia, which I think we <laughs> talked about as well, um, but she was like, no, like don't you can't I protect those like women so no you can't do that so she snatched her away from the altar and replaced her with a doe so she's she's yeah like you 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 can't appease her by sacrificing someone especially a, a woman an unwed woman like Iphigenia so um it's it's fun to see how she is throughout uh these stories she's very it's always her um she has this very like singular personality um her name is really interesting so her her name is derived from the word Artemis uh, which kind of means uninjured, healthy, uh, vigorous. And so it, it kind of makes sense. Um, Wikipedia concurs with that. There's there's a, uh, so ancient Greek writers, I'm going to quote uh, Wikipedia here pretty directly, by way of folk etymology. Uh, some scholars have linked the word Artemis to Artemis with an A instead of an E, which means butcher. Or um, Plato did in Cratylus, uh, he brought it to another Greek word that means safe, unharmed, uninjured, pure. Um, also, the stainless maiden, I guess, was like a reference. Um, and a scholar uh, tried to explain that the word come also has a uh, connection to unmoved, calm, stable, and firm. So it seems like etymologically, I, I, I'm getting some like Hermes vibes. You know, we, we discussed how Hermes' name was kind of like a boundary Right. You know, uh, a word for like a boundary. And that's he was kind of the god of uh, what, what is the word? Psychopomping going back and forth between boundaries. And and it sort of seems oh, like that's yeah, a liminal deity. Thank you. And Artemis seems co- kind of quite literally um, the goddess of safety, unharmed, pure. Um, you know, she, she specifically protects virgins. Um, well, all uh, that can mean like virginal as well. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, so it's it's the same sort of thing. And so um, protecting animals, protecting women, protecting those who need kind of protecting um, uh, nature, pureness, you know, untouched by man that like literally like women untouched by men and the wilderness un un uh, moved for civilization. Um, and so I wonder if there is I mean, she she definitely had there are, you know, she she's an ancient deity. She she's as old as all the others that we've been talking about. So we're getting way into the BCs with her, uh, 
her, her cult. But I wonder how that is. Um, what's cool, though, what I didn't realize about her were a couple things. So there's very specific versions of her for uh, Spartans, Ephesians, uh, Arcadians, Taurians. And you can see these same characteristics. There's the same bow and arrow hunting goddess who protects and uh, healing, all these things. Different names, different cults, kind of different attributions. Um, I'm going to quote Theory, Theory here because this is really nice. Uh, it is impossible to trace the various relations in which Artemis appears to us to one common source or to one fundamental idea. The very manner in which such a complicated mythos was formed renders the attempt futile. So there's there's like all these different sort of versions throughout all, you know, because it wasn't like, hey, we're all Greek, 3000 BCE, you know. Um, but there's evident that these elements and features added in various places and times, ancient local mythos, the worship of one di divinity is identified with that of another, the legends get mixed, and then, so it it kind of seems like Artemis especially, because um, you, you can imagine God of the Hunt, pretty easy to have one locally, and you could have these Greek tribes that maybe don't communicate super often, but as time goes on, they get bigger, they kind of combine, oh, our goddess of the hunt, your goddess of the hunt, you know, it just kind of becomes connected, just sort of automatically. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's, it's really that cool. It's always a woman, though, if it is sure. broken up that way. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, 100%, that's a really good way to see. So, and then maybe that was one of the big features of it, was, was that, that was how it was. Um, but eventually, as we got to some of the more popular sources, you know, uh, Greek writers um, of the classical age, like 600 BC and, and closer to present day, they seem to kind of tie these things up. I, you know, I always think of it like um, Greek mythology is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, like there's all these different versions of Captain America and all these different interpretations. And like, you know, you have to when you write it down for an audience in a specific work or a play or a tragedy, you've got to like, you've got to nail these certain features. And so these guys, Herodotus and them, they were like, all right, I'm going to do, you know, this, this, that, that. Um, and it's really fun. Uh, my last, um, thing. Um, oh, and, and, um, I forgot. Yeah. In Minoan Crete, um, uh, which we've talked about Minos and Crete a lot. Uh, they, there's distinct evidence that there was a precursor of art, Artemis, um, a goddess of mountains and hunting. That was from Wikipedia, whereas my former stuff was from Theoi. So Wikipedia agrees too that um, there, there's clear they might you know maybe wasn't called Artemis. Like I I can't remember the I don't believe the Spartans called her Artemis at all. But it was it was clear that it was her. It was that cult. It was that exact same cult. Um, so it was really fun to see. But um, my la the last thing I'll leave with uh, you here is that. There are no records of the Greeks referring to Artemis as a moon goddess. Really? Which, yes, yeah, and that's like one of the big things. But you know, I, and I, I realized I was howling at the end of the episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and that was it. Yeah, Theoi doesn't even really like mention that, and that's because it's not mentionable. Um, and you can blame the Romans. So the moon goddess was Selene, and who I don't even know. That's a, that's that's four episodes away. We're going to talk about Selene, the moon goddess. Good of the idea. Greeks. Let's write that down. <laughs> right. Um, so the Romans, uh, however, identified Artemis with Selene. Uh, and also, who is the Greek sun goddess? Hmm. Uh, indisputably. Who is the Greek sun goddess, Cammie? Pop quiz. Oh, uh, well, Helios? Uh, oh, no, the a... Greek, uh, Apollo. Oh, well, Apollo. no, yeah, okay, so Apollo, but Helios is, is the sun, I guess. True, yeah. But who, who, who was responsible for, like, the sun moving back like, and forth? Yeah, he carries exactly. the sky in his chariot. Who's Apollo's twin sister? Artemis, yeah. So who'd be moving the moon? Exactly. That—that's what the Romans were like. We're logical. We've got, 
They were very logical. We don't need, you know, we have we have a quarter of your alphabet, your words, Greek. We don't need to be, make this complicated. So yeah, that that's what um, th- there is an evidence of that, but that's kind of the assumption is that they identified Artemis with Selene. And even, even though they didn't worship her, and then it's just like, well, of course, uh, since Apollo, um, oh, and oh, here, and as the Romans began to associate Apollo more with Helios, the god of the sun, it was only natural that the Romans would identify the twin sister. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, there, so Artemis, like, you know, Sailor Moon, that's like such a big thing with Artemis and stuff. And like, sorry, it's, it's uh, <laughs> should be should be Selene, not uh, Artemis, but Selene or Moon. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, very, very fun, um, extremely ancient reference, um, you know, with with the, the nature of what her divinity went over. It's easy to see how all these tribes and Greek, you know, a- areas as they would form more city states and come in contact with each other more and more that it would kind of ball up. But it, it's it seems like Artemis. um has a lot of local different versions that were a little more uh there were like like i said the arcadians had their own kind of ways they were these different cults um and they weren't always called artemis but it's it was basically sort of the same thing and it was just fun to see how yeah you're right how how it was a woman how it was always kind of attributed with the same sort of things not just hunting uh and and it just kind of came that way so yeah very fun way to look at her and i i was surprised to see it when i did so excellent story as always thank you um i hope you guys enjoyed it did you want to add anything to your discoveries on artemis i do want to say one thing and i cannot remember where i read this but when i was researching artemis i was kind of researching because it says she's like a virginal goddess and stuff and there are some things of uh her maybe having like affairs with different mortals sure um and uh specifically uh it was it callisto maybe i theoi did mention specifically because, she has no children specifically so right she so was zeus a had goddess. an affair with callisto by sure. coming down as artemis and showing himself as artemis to this other woman oh. so virgin <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean what we take it to mean today sure oh that's interesting god oh and artemis just chirped again oh okay so we're right in on. honor <laughs> in honor of the episode ending yeah hold on here all right just just for one sake i'll show off she just went to her oh, home Oh my goodness she's so cute yeah all right everyone well thank you whoops for supporting artemis uh for supporting the show uh we enjoy yeah, hitting these old Greek topics, I mean, they can't ever go wrong. Um, we've got some, a couple more coming up. If you have any suggestions on what we should talk about, mystery, with an I-E, all one word, at gmail.com, or hit us up on our Facebook group of the same name, or you can reach out at me or Cami. Uh, you can go to mystery.net, hit up all of our links, YouTube. You can watch us. You can listen to us on you know most podcast services. I think that's it. LinkedIn. I'm... Did we make a LinkedIn yet? <laughs> I don't think... Um... We're going to make a LinkedIn. I just looked Maybe it up and it's Callisto. I, I wanted to double check. Oh, okay, it. coolio. No, that's good. Yeah. Fact checking. Awesome. Well, uh, everyone, thanks again for listening and joining us, and we will catch you next time. Oh. oh. So, yeah. <laughs>